Okay, uh, we're back for the second half of the third day. Feels like we've been here for, for a week, right? Which is a good thing. We got a lot done. Uh, so next up is Dr. Cap of the uh, Particle and Basic Swap teams. He's going to give, be giving a talk on, what's the title of the talk? Dr. Cap, come on up. Title of the talk? Hey, hey. Oh, thank you so much. What's the title of the talk? Uh, so it's Basic Swap Decks and the Particle Project, the road towards a decentralized nation state. All right, let's give it up for Dr. Cap before he goes. A little, little motivation here. All right, Matt, thank you so much for coming. Greatly appreciate it. And we, we also greatly appreciate the sponsorship that you guys gave for Monerotopia. Uh, as we've said, you know, this is about bringing privacy tech projects together. And honestly, this conference wouldn't have happened if the privacy tech projects that, are, that, that got involved didn't help contribute to making it possible. So greatly appreciate that. No problem, thank you. Hi, my name's Dr. Kapil Amarasinghe, and I'm pleased to be here today. First of all, I'd like to thank Doug and Sunita from Monero Talk for organizing this event. It's been a wonderful day of chatting with you all and meeting all the great minds working in the privacy space, and we're really thankful for the invitations. So, for those that don't know me yet, I'm an advisor for the Particle Project, and by extension, Basic Swap Decks. And when I'm not doing crypto stuff, I'm an emergency medicine consultant and doctor of 10 years standing. Personally, I'm very passionate about privacy and conscious of how critical it is for the preservation of our rights, moving forward in a world growing increasingly more totalitarian by the day. And that is why I joined the Particle Project as an advisor. But enough about me, that's not what we're here for. Today, we're gonna to talk about basic swap decks and its importance in providing Monero resilience. But we're gonna do that in a very specific context of a decentralized and independent economy that we're all a vital part of. But before we jump into the crux of the presentation, let's first get a bit of context about basic swap decks by talking about Particle. And you'll see that makes sense with everything we're gonna discuss. So Particle is the mother project that built basic swap decks. It can be best described as an ecosystem of privacy-first, pro-liberty, and practical decentralized applications supported by a flexible and programmable privacy coin named Part. Part itself uses RingCT as its privacy layer, much like Monero does but it has the particularity of using the Bitcoin code base as opposed to the crypto note code base, which makes it highly flexible and versatile so that it can be used in advanced centralized applications. Particle's mission is to contribute in building an open, decentralized, privacy-first, and pro-liberty digital economy that's fair to all, one that puts the individual at the very center, not corporations, not governments, not special interest groups, or other similar centralized and power-hungry organizations. But for such an economy to be truly durable and frankly realistic in its ambition to remain independent, it is imperative that it be as open, private, and decentralized as possible. And we'll see why as we progress through this presentation. From a technical perspective, Particle is composed of three main components. First, the Particle blockchain, which is based on the latest version of the Bitcoin code base and its native cryptocurrency part, which is a privacy coin. Particle's blockchain acts as the financial settlement layer of the ecosystem and provides some of its vital privacy technology. Then we also have a distributed data layer, a mixnet or messaging layer, as some call it, but the secure messaging network, or SMSG for short. That component takes care of some of the more complex decentralized tasks within the ecosystem, 
but also the transfer and storage of data and messages across participants. That all happens off-chain because it's a P2P network that runs parallel to the blockchain, not di directly on it, which prevents bloat and does not hinder the chain's long-term scalability. And finally, the third main component of the ecosystem is the code architecture, which adopts a modular approach. However, this time, the modular approach isn't quite yet ready yet. This is one of our current development focuses, and we're progressing through it in an iterative fashion. And while the entire ecosystem and its dApps are live on mainnet, we're in the process of improving our code base to make it modular. The goal of this is to make the platform open to as many alternative coins and protocols as possible, to make particle dApps and decentralized services easily integratable with other platforms, such as cryptocurrency wallets from third-party applications like Cakewalk Wallet, for example. And we're going to talk about this much more as we keep on going with the presentation. So keep this modular, open approach in mind as it's key, and we will circle back to it shortly. When combining these three components together, you get a platform that can produce and host a wide array of privacy-first, pro-liberty, decentralized applications that offer multi-coin support, such as Particle Marketplace, a decentralized eBay-like marketplace, and basic swap decks. And so, let's now cut to the chase. What is basic swap decks? Basic SwapDex is Particle's most recent decentralized application. It's currently in an early public beta phase, and we haven't promoted it too much yet, but we're getting there. It's a privacy-first and cross-chain decentralized trading exchange that lets you swap various cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Monero, and others such as Firo, without the use of any middleman or counterparty. It has a distributed order book on which anyone can publish or pick up offers and charges no fees whatsoever, other than the on-chain transaction fees of the coins you're sending. There is also no KYC. You don't need to create any accounts. It's completely non-custodial and imposes no limits or restrictions of any sort on you. It's as free as can get, free as in freedom, so you can do whatever the hell you want with it. There's also no trust involved. It uses very secure atomic swaps, is 100% open source and auditable, and can run locally on your computer. In terms of trading experience, we're trying to make it as user-friendly as possible, which is always a challenge when building dApps that are uncompromisingly decentralized and private. But it's vital for any sort of broad adoption, which is what we want to achieve, always with building a fair digital economy for every human in mind. So the story behind how Basic Swapdex is born is quite interesting, and you'll probably understand with it why we feel such a strong connection with Monero. That all goes back to Joel Guga, sometimes more commonly known as Hashed, when he published his paper from the narrow Bitcoin atomic swap protocol that uses adapter signatures as opposed to the traditional HTLC methods. This happened a few years back, right when we were starting to think about opening up our marketplace, the app, to other cryptocurrencies. In fact, at that time, we had run into a few challenges integrating third-party exchanges into it. As a result, we were looking into a more sustainable, private, and decentralized solution. And one thing we really wanted to do is have Monero as one of the payment options for our marketplace. So Joel's paper came at the right time. Given that the particle coin is built on the Bitcoin coin base, it meant his work was also compatible with our ecosystem. This provided us with a great solution to work on a really forward-thinking Monero integration in the marketplace. And so, this convergence of factors led us to begin work on basic swap. And after a lot of work, here we are today with a public open beta. From a technical perspective, there are two main components in basic swap. The first one being that you can probably guess atomic swaps. 
An atomic swap, as I'm sure most of you know, is a type of protocol that allows you to make trustless and secure exchanges of cryptocurrencies and digital assets without the use of third parties. On basic swap, we have integrated two different atomic swap protocols. The first is the well-known HDLC protocol, which has been made popular by the Decred team. We often refer to these as regular atomic swaps. Unfortunately, this type of swap does not allow for Monero to be swapped with other cryptocurrencies because it requires both coins to have programmable outputs, which Monero does not possess. The other type of swap, which Joel elegantly put together, uses adapter signatures instead. These are zero-knowledge proofs that allow parties to commit to a secret without revealing it. They not only make it possible to swap Monero for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, but they radically improve atomic swaps in general by adding a significant level of privacy to it. Indeed, with regular HTLC swaps, each swap creates a unique hash that is then permanently inscribed on the two participating blockchains. It then becomes easy for blockchain tracing systems to detect two identical hashes on two different blockchains as, and very similar timestamps and infer that the owners of these two addresses conducted a swap together. Then the full amount and participants are revealed. It's easy to see how bad this can get now more than ever, especially with the advent of advanced AI technologies. Remember that information stored on public blockchain remains there forever, and having such crucial personal financial details for all to see is very damaging to one's financial sovereignty. We already know that some blockchain tracing firms are integrating AI capabilities into their systems, and it's only the beginning. Governments across the world are trying to ban and stop privacy and encryption technologies, and they're cracking down hard on our rights and liberties. Moving forward, it only gets worse, and leaving information on public blockchains will be no better than using CBDCs or using the legacy financial system. Hence, the absolute non-negotiable need for privacy in this economy that we're all here for, dedicating our lives to building. And that's also why we went so big on this new type of atomic swap and have adapted it to work on all other coins available on the basic swap decks. This way, they can benefit from a huge boost in privacy. There are still some technical requirements, namely the coin being offered has to be SegWit compatible. That means that even if the coin isn't SegWit enabled, it can still be swapped using adapter signatures as long as the other coin is. Now, atomic swaps themselves are not enough to build a DEX. All they do is swap. They do not provide DEX features or functions, nor can they help match swappers together. That's where the second major component of basic swap, namely a distributed data layer, comes into play. This role is filled by SMSG, which I briefly mentioned earlier. SMSG broadcasts encrypted swap-related data and messages across its network of nodes and grants the DEX all the remaining features and functions it needs to operate as a proper usable DApp without overly complex and convoluted smart contracts. In total, it provides three main functions. First, it simplifies the process of atomically swapping digital assets by automating all the steps that usually need to be manually undertaken. And for those here that have dealt into man manual atomic swaps, it's a lot of commands to get through into a terminal, including specific transaction details with hashes. And then you have to send a bunch of information manually to an instant messaging or email service to the person you're swapping with to complete all the required steps. And, of course, you have to find that person yourself because atomic swaps alone do not do anything to find swap peers for you. It's tedious, it's clunky. And so the automation process is very much welcome, especially for any sort of consumer-style adoption. 
So with SMSG, what we've basically done is now automated all the steps involved with an atomic swap. And as long as you know remains online, all you have to do is either publish an order on the DEX's order book and wait for someone to pick it up, or pick one that's available from someone else. And then the DEX, using SMSG, does the rest for you on autopilot. And you don't have to manually do any of the six or so steps involved. The other core function provided by SMSG is the provision of a distributed order book and some order matching capabilities. So there is indeed an order book on a basic swap, much like you would expect from a traditional centralized exchange, where you see different offers at different prices. Because basic swap is not like your typical AMM or smart contract or multi-sig based decks. It allows you to put offers on the books at the price that you want to swap them for, or pick offers from others at the price that you think is fair. You don't have to trade at the last traded or average price from a liquidity pool, which is what happens typically with AMM DEXs, which is definitely a viable approach, especially in terms of liquidity. But it has its downsides as well, notably from market makers who almost always suffer from impermanent loss. So with our old book, you can better plan your market making strategies and trade on your own terms. It's a different approach and one we need as part of an array of other solutions. It also makes basic swap potentially compatible with market making tools such as Hummingbot or self-liquidity. Using those, you can bridge your liquidity to centralized exchanges more easily provide market making services to basic swap at no fee. Useful if you're already providing liquidity elsewhere because it provides good arbitrage opportunities. And although this adds a connection to centralized platforms, which some people may not like, it's entirely optional and it adds more choices for people who want them. Such compatibility with external market-making tools is something we're working on, by the way. It's not yet ready, but it's in the works. So keep an eye out for that if that's something you're interested in. The third key function provided by SMSG is the propagation of swapper identities. So every swapper can have between one and an infinite number of unique identities on the network and use that to let others know who they are. Each offer on the order book is attached to one such identity, so you, but you can also totally randomize that and have the decks automatically create a new anonymous identity each time you publish or republish an offer. So you can either keep the same identity over time or stay anonymous. It's up to you. And that's one thing about Particle 2. We like to provide users with choice. But that identity feature is particularly useful if you want to trade in specific people or even avoid specific people, say, if you're worried about tainted coins, for example. We've got that covered, but you can ask us how at the end. Another thing identities can help achieve is private OTC deals, or what's typically referred to as dark orders and dark pools in the OTC world. These dark pool orders are a special type of transaction in the financial world in which a large OTC transaction takes place off the public record, typically to not create liquidity spikes. So what you can do is when you place an offer on the order book, either publish it for everyone to see or only publish it for certain identities to be able to see it. For example, if you and I want to swap Bitcoin for Monero, but only do it privately without putting this on the public order book, you can send me your identity, and when creating my offer, I can specify that only you can see it. The offer will then appear on the order book, but only you'll be able to see it, no one else. That way, we can conduct a safe private OTC transaction and enjoy all the benefits of basic swaps order book without public exposure. 
So that's a great way to make confidential transactions. And there's a, just a large array of use cases that it's useful, especially when it comes to transactions between whales, companies, enterprises, and so on. And so that's the three main functions SMSG gives to basic swap. And when combined with atomic swap technology, creates a revolutionary new DEX that is privacy first, pro-liberty, and unrestricted by nature. Now, to give you all a visual idea of what that actually looks like, we've got here a video demo of basic swap. Of course, this is pre-recorded, but if you want to see it in real time or play around with it and test it out, just come see us at our table at the Privacy Loft. We'll be happy to show you how it works in a real live environment. So as you can see, the DEX works without fees or even a monetization layer, and it's open to any cryptocurrency. Right now, we have Bitcoin, Monero, Vero, Dash, PVEX, and of course, Particle. We've also got a large wish list, wish list of points we want to add, but being an early beta means we also have a ton of other things to work on. And so we have to balance our time and resources between adding new coins and progressing the core architecture of the DEX. I know some here have expressed to us a desire to be listed, and we apologize if we haven't had the occasion to get back to that yet, but know that you're on our wish list of high-priority coins to add. In the meantime, if you're seeing this, have a coin and want it added to basic swap, please do come see us at our table and we'll be happy to discuss. And of course, know that because basic swap is open source, it is also possible to code your own integration. If you do, we'll be happy to review and merge into our main branch. And frankly, there's a lot of benefits to being added to basic swap, really because it's not a purely particle DEX. It's built by particle, yes, and it serves a key function in our mission, but it's really agnostic by nature. And you can use it for the benefit of your own project without using the particle coin at all. And really, this is why we want you to use BasicSwap, because we want it to serve as a bridge between each of our individual projects. Because this way, we can truly build a resilient, decentralized economy. But we'll talk more about that in a bit. Right now, you need to know BasicSwap has a few limitations due to being in an early beta stage. For one, the application has to be manually compiled. It's a mostly Python application, and you can build it using either a Docker setup or a more bare-bones approach, which can be uniquely automated by some of the installation scripts you've got available. There's also the fact that you need to actually locally download and store the blockchains of each cryptocurrency you want to trade. Luckily, BasicSwap uses pruned versions of blockchains, so it's a good compromise because it takes way less space on a hard drive. But also, for the purists and those that care about total security and privacy, the manual is also the most secure way to set it up. You also have to keep the SMSG node online for your office to remain on the order book and for an atomic swap to progress through its steps. It's all packaged, though. You don't have to run multiple softwares. Just keep basic swap running, and everything's taken care of for you. But it needs to remain up, because atomic swaps are a series of several steps that have to happen in chronological order. And of course, you have to have your SMSG instance send the encrypted data over the, to the network for the other party to know that you've completed a step. That's all automated, but your node needs to remain online. An effective way to make that less of a burden is to run BasicSwap on a virtual private server, a remote server, cloud, or a dedicated box like a Raspberry Pi. And you just keep that running 24-7. That's what I personally do. I have my instance of BasicSwap running on a server with a market-making script set up to automatically accept offers and adjust prices. So really, I just keep that running, and I don't need to touch it once it's set up. In itself, the setup process is a bit involved, but once it's done, it's pretty straightforward and user-friendly. Everybody here tonight should be able to do it. 
It's really not that complicated, but for those that are a bit less technical, like your typical consumer, this version of the beta may be a bit of a challenge. Of course, we have a strategy to fix all these limitations. We have a pretty clear path ahead, which is illustrated in our roadmap. Notably, we want to make basic swap available on the web. And we have a few different ways that we want to go about it, such as navigating to a website using your favorite browser, or by accessing basic swap through SMSG's own upcoming web infrastructure. We also want to add quick swaps, in which you simply specify what coins you want to swap and what amount, and the DEX does the rest similarly to an AMM exchange. Then there's version 2.0 of SMSG to increase the scalability of basic swap and make it available on its own network. We also have light nodes and remote services to make it super quick to set up with a local install. And of course, and that's absolutely vital, more coin integrations because we want as many cryptocurrencies as possible available on our DEX. Aside from all that, we also plan on releasing more advanced features. These include market orders, taproot shield swaps that make swap transactions indistinguishable from regular cryptocurrency transactions, a sort of local Bitcoin-style offering board for OTC fiat transactions. We've even been exploring, exploring ordinal trading. We're obviously open to suggestions, and if you've got any great ideas, then by all means reach out to us, and we'll be happy to explore it. Now, why basic swap? Why have we built this thing, and what do we want to achieve with it? There are three main reasons behind it. The first one is obvious. It is to enable you to freely trade digital assets in complete and total privacy without limits, restrictions, KYC, or prejudice. But in truth, it goes much deeper than that. And this is where we get into the second part of this presentation. So what basics? What we really want to enable the different crypto projects and especially privacy coins to be bridged together for the privacy first, the apps we build to be available across a wide range of coins. Because, you know, the cryptocurrency space is a very fragmented environment. We're all working on different ideas, approaches, concepts, technologies, and we're all doing it independently within our own very loyal communities. And people in our communities can sometimes become a bit defensive or dismissive of other products and communities. Ironically, there is a fractured nature to the blockchain world, and of course, as everything in life, it's not all bad or good. There are a few pros and cons to that. The pros, obviously, is that this leads to more ideas being experimented on, more innovations. It also allow, introduces more resiliency to the space because if we work on something very groundbreaking, exotic, and experimental, and it breaks, the damage can be better contained, and it doesn't have to impact other projects. This is all very much in line with the open source and cypherpunk ethos, so this is really something to be encouraged and celebrated. But there are a few cons as well. It really creates tribalism, not always with the teams working on stuff, but in their communities. There are lots of really interesting and groundbreaking applications and services or ideas that have come or will come to exist, but will go largely unnoticed or ignored simply because it's not coming from the project that the users, its user is invested in financially or emotionally in. This really does a disservice to our common shared mission that brings us here today. In a similar vein, it's common for different teams to tackle the same challenges by adopting nearly identical solutions. Unfortunately, this approach can divert resources from areas where they could be better allocated, ultimately hindering the overall development and progress of critical technologies. 
But again, this is a side effect of open source development and a decentralization of resources and efforts are absolutely vital to the survival of our collective movement, especially given the sheer power of our adversaries. We all know how determined and unrelenting they are. But we really need more interconnectedness and interoperability in this space so that our efforts can be combined and compounded. We need to remain independent. We need to remain working on our own unique ideas, but there should be a better way to connect our projects together with as little friction as possible. That's a major part of why we built not only basic swap decks, but also designed our marketplace DApp in such a way as to eventually be offering multi-coin support. Because a decentralized but strongly interconnected blockchain ecosystem is the key in creating a pro-liberty, privacy-first economy that is fair to all. And perhaps just as an importantly, one that is resilient enough to, to sustain the attacks from the legacy system, which will absolutely be fighting back, especially if our new ecosystem is, the, is determined to use privacy as the backbone of our future society. As I've mentioned, they're already talking about outright banning encryption in certain countries. Hell, even in El Salvador, where Bitcoin is a legal tender, you cannot use Monero because Privacy and uncompromising freedom scares them beyond anything else. They are ramping up their efforts to attack privacy coins and put us into a fringe category, even within the cryptocurrency industry, which they're definitely trying to co-opt. By building decentralized solutions that can connect each of our own efforts and projects together, we become stronger and can stand a real chance of making the changes we're all here for today. And so, this is the more philosophical reason why we've built BasicSwap. You all know cryptocurrency go far beyond trading and speculation, which seems to be its primary use case right now. But here, we all know it has a greater purpose in the liberation of humans moving forward. When Satoshi created Bitcoin and published its code, it was meant as a destroyer of tyranny and a tool from which we could claim back our sovereignty. A free currency from which to create a pro-liberty, trustless financial system built for the people. And this is at the very core of our mission at Particle and the more philosophical driver behind us developing basic swap. Because it can absolutely act as a 100% private, decentralized, pro-liberty solution that allows this decentralized economy to thrive and be better connected. Let's give an example of how basic swap can help strengthen the free economy that we all set out to build. So what's at the core of every economy? Sound currencies, sure. Means of transferring them, yes. But what about commerce? A strangely generally overlooked use case for cryptocurrency in this space, even as of today, not counting NFT marketplaces, of course, which is another thing on its own. That's why we've built Particle Marketplace, which is Particle's first DApp that came before the basic swap decks and has been live on mainnet for a few years now. So Particle Marketplace is a decentralized, privacy-first and unrestricted two-side online marketplace. Think eBay, but the Monero version of it. It allows two parties, be it individuals, businesses, or even AI agents or smart contracts, to securely buy and sell anything using cryptocurrencies without the need for any third party or payment processor. It runs autonomously on a distributed network of nodes, just like any cryptocurrency like Monero or Bitcoin. Just from hearing that, I'm sure you can come up with a ton of use cases for it, and it's easy to see the benefits of such a marketplace, especially as we're all big into privacy and pro-freedom tech. But here's the caveat, it only works using PART, because PART actually has the technology to allow for a decentralized yet anonymous two-party escrow system combining both RingCity and CT technologies. Bummer. 
But this is precisely what I've been talking about for the past few minutes. We need better interoperability and interconnectedness. And this is precisely what Basic Swap was built for and what it does. As we move forward, we will integrate Basic Swap into the particle marketplace directly, allowing your cryptocurrency to be able to use particle marketplace directly, essentially adding directly decentralized e-commerce capabilities to your project via a simple integration. And other than the obvious usability boost it gives, you can now buy and sell stuff using your favorite cryptocurrency without having to sell it to fiat using a payment processor or a centralized exchange. Naturally, this also introduces major privacy benefits. It, it basically lets you compound privacy technologies and create intricate chains of anonymity. Let's say you want to buy a computer on Particle Marketplace and your Firo holder and you want to spend that. The settlement layer is done in part using both CT and Ring CT, but you can specify if you want to use Firo to the marketplace and it will give you a Firo deposit address to which you can send a Lelantis transaction. Basic Swap will then swap it for part for you and pay the seller with part. And what you've essentially done is you've combined the power of Lelantis encryption tech provided by the Firo coin and that of Ring C plus CT because of the particle portion of the transaction. And we certainly think that's a massive use case. And that's just one example that shows how multi-coin support for a decentralized marketplace in the context of a privacy-first, pro-liberty economy goes way beyond just providing usability benefits. It really creates an incredible sense of privacy and resiliency against any sort of attack or AI blockchain tracing system. But earlier, I mentioned that we're going through a massive improvement process for our dApps to make them more modular. That's because the same way we're working towards offering multi-coin support for dApps, we're working to offer multi-protocol support for the components that power them. The benefit of this is that dApp developers will be able to mix and match different protocols to build their applications. A good example of that is using distributed data layers. As I mentioned, basic swap decks uses the SMSG net data layer, but it would be possible to substitute it for another alternative, such as Session, the XX network, or NIM, for example. The same goes for any other particle dApp. You can build what you want using the protocols that you think are best fitted for your particular use case, and then it offers an incredible level of flexibility and resiliency to privacy-first dApps. Let's say a distributed data layer gets exploited or de-anonymized in some black swan event. Well, instead of the whole application being screwed, it would be possible to simply substitute the exploited data layer with another one that is effective and can do the job. Another example of modularity is the integration of various solutions within one application. Like I said, BasicSwap will power the exchange of cryptocurrencies on Particle Marketplace, but that prevents us from adding other solutions as well, like Seridex, for example. More options means different sets of pros and cons, which different users may value differently. It also gives more freedom and options for developers when building so that they're not forced to abide by the rigid constraints of a specific network or blockchain. They can build whatever in a way that's best for them. And that's a perfect example of different projects coming together in an, in an interconnected way while still working independently on their own ideas. We don't have to scrap what we do and start working as one team. Better interoperability between different networks does the job of bringing all of our independent efforts together in a coherent and practical way. And only when we are connected and unison will be able to offer a truly resilient, free and pro-freedom economy for humanity. One that will be able to sustain the attacks of the legacy system, much like individual cells within a larger organism. 
So this is what we do at Particle, and that's why we built basic swap decks. We now stand at the crossroads, especially with all the AI and tracing technologies coming to light. The aggressive crackdown on liberties from governments around the world, the financial system meltdown. Our time is now, and we must stand united and connected. We must build a decentralized economy, and privacy is an imperative for it. A decentralized digital economy without privacy is probably worse than even the legacy system. Web3 without privacy is worse than Web2 because everything is logged publicly on blockchains, and it's already almost trivial for anyone curious enough, not just regulators, to trace it all down. That is really why we need all of us working on privacy technologies. If the ideas we've discussed today resonate with you and you share our visit, vision, we invite you to join us in the most significant ambition and meaningful mission of our time. Let's work together to build an unstoppable force for a privacy-first and unstoppably free privacy-centric economy. We can make it a reality. Together, we can take a stand against totalitarian policies, CBDCs, rogue AI systems, and other threats to privacy, security, and freedom. So let's make it happen and create a better world for ourselves and future generations. We are the ones that have made a conscious decision to make change happen, and when united, we are a force to be reckoned with. If you are a developer or open source contributor or a journalist or just someone who wants to know more, if you want to help us build this future in any way, shape, form, or fashion, then by all means, please see us at our booth later and have a chat with us. We'd love to discuss all the ways we can build that better future for all of us and for the future of humanity. And if you are already involved with another project, then please keep going and don't stop. Don't be discouraged by those that would benefit from you giving up. You are anchoring yourself on the right side of history, right when it matters the most. Thank you all for your time. And again, thank you, Doug and Sunita, for organizing this absolutely badass conference. Love coffee and Monero as much as we do? Consider making gratuitous.org your daily cup. Pay with Monero for premium fresh beans, and if you like what you taste, send a digital cash tip directly to the Guatemalan farmers that made it possible. Proceeds help us grow this channel, gratuitous, and Monero. So you can see the QR code there, scan away. It's going to link you into everything relevant to our project. And I think it's time for a short Q&A. So, uh... All right, any questions? Hi, thank, thank you for nice talk. And hi from the Zana team. Hey. Uh, I have maybe some naive question. I noticed uh, during your video demo presentation that users is allowed to select uh, actually the signet algorithm. So users is allowed to select between um, signet like HDLC and yeah, adapter sig. Yeah. So uh, my question is, what uh, if if I your user, what I would expect? 
and how should I select it? So this is the early beta version, and we've for our UE, we've given the choice of HTLC or adaptive signatures. We always recommend you use adaptive signatures because what it essentially does, it, it takes the hash signatures of the transactions and moves them. It actually processes them on the SMSG mixnet, which effectively encrypts them. The adaptive signatures then basically hide that. So outside observers, they can't really tell us what's happened always use adapter signatures. It's a significant advancement in terms of privacy tech. HTLC swaps, yes, you can do them, but you'll leave those hash transactions on the corresponding blockchains, and that creates a traceability problem, potentially for any analytics firm that wishes to track. Yeah, it makes sense, thank you. Hi there, great hey. product, looks very nice. Um, you were talking for a bit about compounding of privacy and different use cases. You mentioned one, but I was just wondering which other ones do you have in mind? I mean, literally any privacy coin. Let's say we integrated basic swap decks into the particle marketplace. Every single coin on basic swap decks could be used as a payment option for the particle marketplace. So that means every privacy coin that's integrated into basic swap. So that could be Firo with their Lalantis protocols. That could be Monero, that could be Pivx, it could be Dash, you know, any, anything that uses Mimblewimble. Any potential privacy technology can be compounded with our base CT and ring CT settlement layers. So, and it's, it, you know, it doesn't have to just work one way. You know, you could go into a purchase using Firo, it gets settled on ring CT, CT with part, and then you could have maybe a way of coming back out into Monero. You could automate that process. So now you're combining you know, three different privacy protocols, you're exponentially increasing your privacy with this technique, and you're just making yourself untraceable. So yeah, anything goes. We have an online question. So are these uh, layer one atomic swaps, or is there any wrapping involved? No, there's no wrapping involved. It's all straight swaps. Great. Um, there's one more here. Uh, the particle coin. Um, how is that related? Is it required to do swaps no. and or run a basic swap no, node? You, you don't need to use the particle coin to use basic swap decks. It's just a coin supported by the decks. If you're using the particle marketplace, the underlying settlements occur in the, par in the particle blockchain. So if you're buying and selling goods on that marketplace because it uses a blockchain for the settlement transaction, yes, parts involved there. But for basic swap decks, no. There's no monetization layers, there's no fees, there's no tokens. You just download it, install it, select the coins you want to trade, you just download and sync them and just crack on. And it's straight swaps. There's no middleman, there's no commission, there's, no, there's none of that nonsense. How would you say um, basic swap compares to something like Havino? Like, sorry? Havino, are you familiar with that? I personally am not, but I believe my colleagues, I mean, the BISC, it's a fork of BISC, so. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I'm not overly familiar with Havino, so I don't think I can answer that fairly. But, you know, maybe can you, can you one of my BISC? colleagues. Hmm? Can you speak to BISC then? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're a significant advancement in BISC, both in terms of usability, in terms of privacy, in terms of the sheer level of choice that we offer to the end user, in terms of the programmability. Yeah, I think BISC is a, is a really good solution, but I think, you know, um, adapter signatures in, on its own right goes a long way towards improving the privacy that we can provide as one of the sort of key things. But yeah, yeah. I think BISC is more for fiat to crypto. 
uh, than than DEX. So that's I think they do something uh, different. Uh, my question is: Any plans on supporting uh, Bitcoin Lightning, uh, like swap Monero to Lightning and the other way around? So yes, that stuff is in the works. We've conceptually been looking at the Lightning layer, and we've kind of dabbled with and experimented with Lightning implementations. I'm going to be honest, um, in, from a scalability perspective, our main goal is to take our existing SMSG mixnet, and we're working on the 2.0 of that protocol to essentially scale it up. Now, that's in the conceptual stages, and, and it, it uses a, a different approach to Lightning, but I'd ask you just to sort of speak to our devs on that one, because that is a really experimental phase. When do you anticipate to be out of beta and uh, fully launched? Oh, the beta of basic swap DEX is live. You can oh. download it and install it now. Um, go for it. I think play around with it. You're going to be using either a Docker setup or installation scripts. Uh, so it's very much building it from the ground up at this stage. Um, so you'll be downloading the client, composing it, downloading the chain, syncing it. So these are aspects of inconvenience that we're going to solve. We're currently working on a web framework so we can take that core DEX and make it accessible via the website. So yes, you can use it right now, but just be aware of the limitations. It's very much live. So um, uh, the particle marketplace has been around for a few years now. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is the um, uh, the biggest, or what are the point of frictions that prevents uh, it from going more mainstream? Convenience. I will simply sum it up. This is the thing that stops crypto from going more mainstream is convenience. You heard the phrase "time is money." Well, convenience saves time. So if you're saving time, you're creating value. Now. With the current particle marketplace, you're downloading a desktop application onto a desktop computer. So already you've created a ton of hidden layers of inconvenience and friction because someone might want to just use it on their mobile phone. Someone may want to access a website. You're now forcing that user, because of the technological limitations of that time, to then use that. Now, it uses the part token as its settlement layer, and we don't yet have the multi-currency support enabled. So that's your other area of friction. It's like, how do I get hold of part? Well, you're going to have to go to a centralized exchange, or better still use basic swap now that it's there. Um, but you have to then acquire the part tokens, and then you have to get used to that architecture because it's a slightly different experience. I mean, in many ways, if you play around with the particle marketplace, it really does work like eBay. Um, actually, it's a lot more advanced than eBay because you can create an infinite number of marketplaces on it. But big idea and trying to kind of get these big ideas down that takes time trying to create convenience takes time you need to let the technology progress through its relevant stages for us we'll get the web framework out we'll get basic swap accessible via web we'll get particle marketplace accessible via a web we'll integrate basic swap into the particle marketplace now you're accessing it on a website now you're buying goods and selling them online without any accounts without any KYC just have a crypto wallet send some crypto across, buy your goods. That is convenience by stages. And as we get through those prerequisite stages, we'll see more and more adoption. This is an inevitability, by the way. It doesn't have to be particle. It can be any other project. But that is the principle that has to be understood. Any other questions?
we have a question from online. Um, is there uh, is there options to compile without Docker? Docker doesn't support all platforms. Uh, sorry. Is there options to compile without Docker? Docker doesn't yeah. support all platforms. Yes. Yeah, so we do have installation scripts to do a very sort of bare bones uh, setup. I mean, uh, basically go to the Basics website. There are a couple of installation guides that go through that in detail. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.